Ksuvos, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Ches, 1.8. Now we're leaving the topic of Ksuvos temporarily. We're going to talk about other scenarios which are very structurally parallel to the previous Mishnayos, where we're having a discussion whether a woman can be believed, um, not in the context of Ksuba. And again, with the Machlokas on the one side, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer are going to be lenient, and on the other side, Rabbi Yeshua is going to be strict and say we don't believe her. So, the first case of our Mishnah is, im echad We see a woman, now literally means speaking with someone in the shuk. Now, first of all, medaberes, speaking with, is actually a euphemism. It means we see her, like, you know, secluded with, whispering to someone in private. We've spotted them in the hotel lobby all by themselves, okay? Um, the word bashuk, which means the marketplace, of course, um, would suggest something to the contrary. Uh, but in fact, most versions of the Mishnah, including what we have in the, in the Bavli, um, doesn't have the bashuk there at all. So it just it reads ruah medaberes im echad. We see a woman talking, whispering, secluded with a man, the witnesses as such, and therefore we're concerned that they may have slept together. And if they slept together, we're concerned that he is someone who would make her unfit to marry a Cohen. How would that be? So the pasuk says isha zona v'chalala lo yikahu. A Cohen may not marry a zona or a chalala. And that's a pasuk of Yikra, chaf aleph. Pasuk Zion, 21.7. So, the, an Azona is a woman who participated um, in a union with a man um, in one of three categories. The man is in one of three categories. Either A, he's an erva, he's a relative of hers, like his, her father or her brother. Um, that makes her a, a, that would make her into a Zona. Or if she participated in a union with a man who is a second category is they're from the men who aren't allowed to lavo bakahal to marry into the general population of the Jewish people, like for example a mamzer, um, someone from a forbidden union, um, or a nasin, or the, a monim. There are other categories of people who are not allowed to marry the general Jewish population. Um, again, if she sleeps with one of those men, she becomes a zona. And the third category is people who. Kedushin and Tovsin, there's no way to marry them in the first place. So that would be that would be a, a, like a, a Gentile man, a non-Jewish man, or an Evid, a non-Jewish slave. So there's no way for her to get married to one of those men. If she would sleep with one of them, she becomes a Zona. Now, in modern Hebrew, the word Zona actually has very ugly connotations. Um, the actual word in the legal sense in this mission is a little less ugly. It just means she's registered, registered, rendered unfit to marry a Cohen because she participated in such a union. Now, the truth is, she becomes, she gets the status of being a Zona whether or not she was consenting to the relationship. In other words, if some man just took advantage of her against her will, but he's from one of those categories, she still becomes someone who's unfit to marry a Cohen. In addition, we have the Halala. The Halala is a woman who is the child of one of those unions, the unions that are forbidden. So let's say a Cohen marries a woman who had slept with her father or with a mamzer or with a, a Gentile, a goy. So she's a halala and then and that she's forbidden to marry a... The child is a, is a halala, I should say, the girl, and she can't marry a Cohen either. So if... Oh, I'm sorry, it's that actually... It's true what I said, but that's not the point. The point is that the, if, the, if the, the, a male halal offspring sleeps with a woman... Yisrael, like a regular a regular Jew. So he, the Halal Cohen, who was a Cohen, now is a Halal, offspring from that forbidden union, renders her unfit to marry a Cohen as well. If she sees with the Halal, she becomes a Halala. Okay, or if she's born from that union. 
So the point, therefore, is that we know this, we suspect this woman of having slept with a man because we saw them secluded together. So if that man were any of the people on the list, that would make her into a Zona or a Halala, so then she now couldn't marry a Kohen. So we're concerned. And therefore the Mishnah says, Amrula, the Bezdin says to her, because now she's proposing to marry a Kohen, but meanwhile, we know this is part of her past, Mativo Shilzeh. She, they say, what was, who was that guy? What was, what was the nature of that fellow? Ishploni, the Kohen who? She says, it was so-and-so, and he is a Kohen, or the legal equivalent of a Kohen, meaning he's the kind of person with whom, even if I had slept with him, wouldn't make me forbidden to marry a Kohen. And her taina here, her claim is a tainus bari. She's claiming with certainty. She's saying, I know the facts. The facts are, that man was so-and-so, and it doesn't matter whether or not we slept together, because either way, I'm not forbidden to marry a Kohen from that relationship. Again, just speaking out now of the obvious, if a regular Jewish woman sleeps with a regular Jewish man, they're both unmarried, that wouldn't make the woman forbidden to marry a Kohen. Okay, only if the, the man had been not Jewish or a momser or whatever. Okay, so do we believe her and allow her to marry a Kohen after that? Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi Eliezer, Omrim Ne'emenes. They say, yes, she is believed. Why is she believed? First of all, she's claiming a Tainus Bari. She's saying with certainty. We have no other facts besides her claim. And her claim is that who specifically who it was and that she's rendered not rendered unfit. And more than that, she has a Chazaka. She has a Chazka's Kashras. I mean, the last when things started out in her life, she was permitted to marry Cohen. So why should we now assume she can't? Um, we haven't got any facts to the contrary. This is a suspicion. But because she's making a Tainus Bari, that's important. She's making a certain claim. We believe her. Say Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, he says the same exact words the previous two Mishnahis. We can't just rely on her words. We have to assume she slept with a man and that man was a Nasin, one category of person who can't marry into Jewish people, or a Mamzer, someone else who can't get married to Jewish people. Until she brings a proof to her words that he was A-OK and not making her unfit. Rabbi Yeshua's Shita is, listen, you know, the situation is suspicious, and although it's true that Midoraisa, she's making a bari claim, she's saying with certainty who he was, and she has a chazaka, so we should believe her. But rabbinically, we don't accept that because of this principle of that's mala b'yuchsen. We added, we raised the bar in terms of um, the genealogy and keeping the genealogical lines of the Kohanim pure. So even though on a Doraisa level this would be okay and she could marry a Kohen, rabbinically, since we raised the bar, we say, no, it's not good enough. We won't let a woman like this marry a Kohen because there's too much potential questions lurking around. Um, notwithstanding, the halacha is like Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer here again. So in other words, because she's making a tainas bari, she's saying with certainty the identity of the man, and she has a chazaka of being kosher until then, we believe her and let her marry a Kohen.